Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wiseman's podcast where we are here to discuss Sunderland's latest game of the football, which was a 1-1 draw with Wickham Wanderers, not quite the result we all expected. Um, myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is joined with, joined with, joined by Is Gareth joined Parker, with. As always. Good start. You're not really, jo- I'm not really joined by you. Just we are just... quite closely joined. Mm, not in a good way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what have you seen the last five and a half years? Have been five and a half years, is that how long it's been? It's mental, that, isn't it? Together, like how, how many times over the past three days since you went out on Friday have you spent in each other's company? Every day. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. that's yeah. not always normal though, is it? Yeah. Um, that's the voice of Rory Fallow you can hear. I tend to try and limit my t- contact time with Stephen. <laughs> too, keep, much of, too much of a good thing. Too, try much keep, too emotional. Try and keep it professional. <laughs> and just work. work. We, we work well together for this. For the benefit of our listeners. Business crossing over into yeah. pleasure. It's not like a Sheringham and Cole situation. (laughs) No, it's not quite that bad. No, no, it's not Uh, that bad. Although they did have a great work and relationship, obviously, despite not liking each other. It's It's more like the, um, I would say it's more like York and Cole. How do you... But not not as intense. So I would say. What was it? What was intense about York and Cole? Very intensely friendly they were. Who was the uh, who was the strike partners that fell out again? Who played for Wigan? And Jason like, Robertson, Nathan Ellington. Yes, they fell out. Yeah, because they were massive best mates, weren't they? And then they just fell out and wouldn't talk to each other. But I don't. Uh, I have researched it for a while, but they wouldn't tell anybody what it was over. They weren't at the Leeds Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, you know, we'll, get that, we'll get that out. We're going to get that out of Austria. Better one Christmas party yeah, this year. The plot um, thickens. I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, thanks for everybody who came to the Peacock on Saturday before the Wickham game. Stephen Elliott was there. Always a good turnout for Stephen. People liked it. Yeah, it was very uh, busy, wasn't it? what he says, and it? We appreciate it as well. We do appreciate Slaves giving us a lot of time. Yeah, he it? does, yeah. Fair play to him. And good work from Copley as well on Saturday. Yeah. If you want to listen to that, we have a reaction podcast that we're going to be putting out after every home game now. So you can go back uh, onto your feed, however you listen to the show, either on the website or through the whatever app on yeah. whatever device you listen to it. Podcast and go back. application. If you want to hear from Jack Ross and Nick Barnes 
and Simon, Simon O'Rourke and Benno. Benno and Chris Weatherspoon is yeah, Chris, Chris yeah. Weatherspoon slurring his, Chris slurring his speech just like I was there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my impression of Chris yeah, Weatherspoon yeah, yeah. It's, it's good how you like work down the food chain isn't it <laughs> the, the, the guy who commentates on the match first, then the ex-player who summarises, then the manager himself, and then like by the end he's like speaking to drunk people in pubs. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was yeah, it was really good. Stephen's idea, I think. Stephen James concocted it, so um, put together by James. So that'll be out hopefully. And I think we're going to do try and anything do... like that out there for Sunderland fans. So we, we, you know, it's just something we're trying to offer. Um, what we do offer is this: what we've done now for five and a half years, as Gareth said, which is just. People speaking about football. Avoid almost, talking about the match almost for like, yeah, three minutes Almost like they were just seconds. in a pub. And occasionally, if an ex-player or a journalist joins us, if we can be bothered to sort it out, then then that's great and it's always appreciated. But Martin Crosby coming out soon as well. Yeah, so Malcolm at the we weekend. met Malcolm over the weekend because we have a, a series where we meet the old Sunderland managers. Obviously, Dennis Smith Part 1 and Dennis Smith Part 2 is there for you to listen to. Um, Malcolm Crosby, we we need to chop that up, don't we? We do. And sort it out. Not much chopping out there. No, it was, was no, it wasn't like really the Dennis one. We had to edit lots. Right, um, but it was really good um, chat with him. And uh, so, if you listen, Malcolm, or anybody involved with Malcolm, I know. His, I, I think his son follows us on Twitter. So, if you're listening, mm-hmm. um, thank again mm-hmm. um, for, his, for meeting us again yeah, for, his, <laughs> for his patience. There was an incident which we won't go, which <laughs> yeah, we won't go no, into. No, go we won't that. go into that. But he was a very patient person. <laughs> Let's just say that. If you were, if you were players, he would have been fined. He did actually say that to us, yeah. You'll be fined if you were players. So, anyway, uh, we will speak about Sunderland drawing a game of football against Wickham. Probably not something we expected. I think um, the way Sunderland fans think of the result and the way Wickham Wanderers think of the result is quite telling on um, how far those sides are apart yeah. um, when you when you look at lots of different factors and Gareth Ainsworth has, has been very complimentary afterwards it's almost like um, I mean you, you think about the way or you hear the way Wickham fans celebrated that result at the end of the game as well um, that's just a little that's just, goal going 1-0 up well it's just a little reminder about how fast those sides are apart for things off the field but um, was there a, a degree of arrogance or complacency in the first half do we think because we are where we are because we deserve I to be remembered. I don't know. I, I, know, I know you said. I think there you, was. You said complacency. I think so. Personally. I don't think. I think complacency has a lot of to a degree negative to a degree. And, and, and this goes back to what we've been saying all season. We're looking for negatives because we'd won seven games in a row, whatever it was, eight, eight. eight games in a row. So we and we've drawn a game. So I, I would like to clarify: we've been doing this for five years. And there's been real problems. There's been real problems, and I just want to say that you can't win every game of football. Um, I, I still, I have to stand by my opinion that um, I think the players were a little bit complacent I in the first know. half. I just I think, think there's a telltale. Go on, and I'll tell I, you what my telltale side is. I just that. felt the it was just there was too many. I think he, at half time he could have taken off six players, and none of the defenders or the goalkeeper, but you could have taken off. You know the front, any of the, any front of the midfielders, any any of the attackers. Um, they just didn't. It was a lot of like miscontrolling the ball and not getting the ball in good areas, and then not like doing what we've seen them do so frequently, where you know the the passing up opportunities and not using the ball properly. Mm-hmm. You so know, brings that then, on. but defenders at the same time just. Lumping the ball forward in the channels, which you don't really do. Yes, because, because 
there's two things that you want as a fan or, or a manager or a coach. The bare minimum of your players is to um, collectively win the second balls or try and win the second balls um, to make yourself available for a pass and to track your man and do the defensive work off the ball. And when a side doesn't do those things collectively, it's either because the players kind of don't care, which we've seen over over the past few years, they're not the, they don't have the mental strength to cope with the situation they're in. But you get at the other end of the scale as well, where maybe complacency is the wrong word because I don't for one minute think that some players have just thought we have to turn up here. But it's something that happens subconsciously, and those are the things that don't work. That that you see a lump in the ball up the channels because players aren't showing for the ball perhaps as much as they were, and that comes from mental laziness to to an extent. I'm being hypercritical here. I do want to emphasise that. It's fair enough when you when you look at Sinclair's performance against Doncaster just earlier, well, just pretty much a month ago now. Con- compare that to him on Saturday. He was nowhere near as mobile. He wasn't running the channels as much. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily have to be complacency. It could just be a bad performance. The problem was, like you were saying, Gareth, he could have took about six players off at half-time. McGeady was... McGinney Maguire, to be fair to them, never hid and were, and all, were trying to get involved. Yeah. Maguire a bit too much of that terrible dive in the second <laughs> half. Gooch, though, I thought was really, really poor. And I think mm. he's going under the radar a little bit because mm. he was so anonymous. At least McGeady and Maguire, well, I think, were, try, were trying to make well. things happen. But Gooch just... Gooch is not what I would... I would. Accused of, of complacency or anything? I no, not, not complacent. No, I know you weren't saying that. I'm, I'm clarifying that I'm not saying he's, that. he's entitled to have, he's a young player, and at the end of the day, he's in, he's playing in League One. That's probably going to mean he is going to have bad performances. With the front, with those th- front, uh, the midfield, attacking midfield three of Maguire, McGeady, and Gooch, they are, they can be quite streaky players that go through like dips of form. We've seen that with Maguire already this season. It goes through these spells of form. It just so happened that on Saturday, I think all three of them were having one of those off days. You know, McGeady is that type of player who, if things aren't going for him, if he's not just pulling out the spectacular goals, will have a poor game. Maguire, if he's not, if things aren't going his way, because he likes to get quite sort of in opposition players' faces, he likes to wind them up. So if things aren't going his way, that affects him because he gets frustrated. Whereas Gooch, I think, if it's not going his way, he gets forced out of the game a little bit because he's not as he gets abrasive bit. as Maguire is and as McGeady is. He's not as, as he gets tough a bit petulant, as I think. Like, yeah, he, so he, he, he starts he chucking himself huffy. on the floor and yeah. he's whinging at the ref and that. I think, if you fair to McGeady, I know he's coming for a lot of sitting people. It's almost like, yeah, because you put yourself in a position, he, like you were saying, he didn't hide. He kept on trying to get on the ball. And I think it's undeniable, if you look at the course of that game, that if there was one player who was going to make something happen in that first half in particular when we're playing poorly it was McGeady and now he missed that he should have yeah I mean he missed a similar one at home last season I can't remember who he played I think we got was it against Norwich the same game he missed no, the penalty no no it wasn't it was it was earlier in the season oh that was he went, Fletcher in that game wasn't yeah, it yeah he went clean through and like it was on the it was on the going to the other to the north stand end and he like he shoveled it wide in his right foot, and I think we got beat in the game one nil. I think actually he might have given the ball away for the goal in the game as well. Um, I can't remember who it played, but it it was it's just weird with McGeady because when he gets in the position, you think, well, he's going to score. He's got such a clean strike, and then he and then he like just misses by a massive margin. Puts his foot through. It's almost like Andy, uh, you know, 
um, Andy Townsend would have come out with if anything he's hit it too well, well he, didn't, he didn't hit it too well there at all he, he sort know, of I was the yeah, other goal to be fair but um, there was one of the North Stand a couple of weeks ago and he, he missed he put that over the body because he hit it so yeah, no I wasn't, oh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. talking about that one I was talking about when he went clean through and like oh this yeah I know I know but, you're talking about mm. the chance um Early in the game, where he kind of put it over, yeah. like really smashed it over. Very the bar. similar, yeah, similar yeah. yeah, to that, that Peterborough one. Goes in at nil nil. Oh yeah, but the, I mean, the, um, the better chance is the one that he. Oh, that he yeah. scuffed wide. Yeah, but he put yeah. wide. Which is quite good from Sinclair. To be fair, yeah, good header. Really yeah, good it was a good flick on. on. Um, maybe inspired by Pete Reed in the stand. The, the yeah, <laughs> long ball in the key combo. Uh, yeah, um, but um, yeah, it was it was just a bit. I felt a little bit for McGee because I, I do feel as though there's there's not little there's a little margin of error for him in that if he has a bad game it's like it's just like an expectation level of he almost epitomises Sunderland it's like he's the expect the expectation is that he should be scoring in every game and creating in every game and he should win us every game almost if he plays because of the level of player he is. I um, think he's shown enough over the last few weeks though to have a bit of, bit of credit and oh, be able yeah, to write definitely. that one off and. and I would say the same for, for Maguire, Gooch, and well, yeah, for the every, whole squad. You're player. right. You're right. I mean, the, the use of the ball from the back was nowhere near the standard as it usually is for us. And the two centre backs were giving the ball away at will. I thought Matthews had a good game. Um, I both full backs. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was. I think Reece, it was another good one for Reese James, yeah. where just nothing spectacular, but just he looks really solid. Looks a really good signing, and that back four. To be fair, you wouldn't. Make any alteration. It was another case mm. for that. Really, couldn't really. wasn't brilliant defending for the goal that the man was free on the edge. Haven't of the conceded box. many recently, but that no, was like exactly. a similar what one what what we were conceding. Um, and well, t- well taken finish season. as well. He was excellent on your dinner. I think he was called the nineteen. Yeah, he was good. He was excellent. generally. I thought the, the, they, they were organised and they were strong and they were they were quick. They were quite similar at South End. I, I, I thought in the game, the, the game and the put the put every, didn't. I mean, we, we keep saying, is it going to come to a time in the season when? These opposition players can sustain this or maintain this uh, mentality that the, the Heath would doubt. I mean, Gareth Ains was talking saying mm. how he wanted his players to walk through the reception, front reception, and see all these old famous players who've played here and they deserve the moment. I was talking to a couple of Wigan fans in town after the game as well, and they were almost just in awe of, of being here and they were like thanking me for how nice people in Sunderland were. And I was like, oh, that's not what you're. Then you glassed him. Yeah, <laughs> um, probably you know, probably not me. But so I got that black eye. <laughs> the black eye is actually off my six-year-old daughter this morning. She whacked an iPad in my face. And helping <laughs> common us injury, struggling. common injury. Is it? Not these days. It will be. Won't Possibly. It? I'll, have a, I'll have the Google the most common parent injuries or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, it, it. I didn't think they were that great. I know some people were going. I felt some people were going a little bit over overboard. I thought it was more the fact in the first half. I thought in the second half we were miles a better team and they had one opportunity yeah, when they scored. They had one late on and they had one opportunity, first opportunity in the half they scored from. Um, and then, you know, but what a difference power makes as soon as he comes on. It's like... It's the biggest positive oh, of the game, it's isn't like it? Every, the, he does the every time. McGeoch now has had a run again. This isn't... A- McGeoch, I don't understand why he is so divisive because I think he's just fine. Yeah. I don't understand why people get so passionate about the McGeoch. I think I feel as though it's because people had an idea that he was of gonna what he be was going to be. Decided man. he was going to be brilliant already. Yeah. I, I think there is an element of that, but I don't think anyone can deny now McGeoch's had a good run of games where he's just been. He had a couple all, of good games he's, he's, in he's, there. 
he's not being terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not as good as Max Power has, has been in short spells. And you can say whatever you want about Max Power, the fact that he's had two red cards, one maybe quite harsh and one which was deserved. Either way, he's lashed out a couple of times. But in terms of on-the-pitch ability, he's not affected games as much as Power has and he's not as good as Lee Catamore. If, and if they're the two that's fit, we do know now. We can't afford to not have them in the side. I, I almost think... I mean, he's certainly not as dynamic as, as Max Power. I, I almost think that um, McGeoch would be better a level above than he is now. I'm not sure his attributes... Um, are often required. McGeoch will be excellent if you were to play in a derby match um, against us. You know, say we would have played Newcastle, and Newcastle were a similar standard to us at the time. And he, like, say they would get relegated next year, and we would go up because he's so composed on the ball and keeping the ball and having that knack of just not giving away can be underrated and what that can do for a football team because it lets um, it makes the opposition have to do all the running all the chasing it gives your players some respite it, it is a good quality to have however at times when we are playing against a side bottom half of league one and you have to be on the front foot a lot more I'm not sure he would be as equipped and I, 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 I think Catam- Catam- I think Catamol can do what I think you're right Stephen mm-hmm. like McGeoch does offer you that but I think Catamol can do that and, and a bit more. and more, yeah, does, and I yeah. think I think power can as well. I think McGeoch's probably more suited to a midfield three. So I know yeah. I know we technically have like Maguire or someone in that number ten role, but it's not a central midfielder sitting that bit deeper. I think McGeoch would probably be quite suited, at least in this division, to play in a sort of you know when Catamol was playing under Poyas, yeah. that deeper role. Mm. Probably not as strong in the tackle, but to be fair, we've seen from him, he, he's far from Shirk's tackle. He's not. He's not terrible at winning the ball. He's quite. I'd say it's one of his better attributes we've seen from him. But I think he needs them two ahead of him, like a player like Max Power, who is a bit more dynamic, who can get up and down the pitch, who can potentially get you goals. Cause like the old midfield three triangle, yeah, that was, that was popular in the mid nineties. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that is how we should be playing, but at the moment, that's kind of what he looks suited to at the minute, especially with him. I don't think him and Honeyman are suited as a part. Well, Honeyman, Honeyman's played fr- better when he's dropped back, hasn't he? Fr- yeah, I, I like. I, actually, he divides opinion. On he's Saturday. been. He's been. I better. thought he had a really. Good he's been better in central midfield than he has well, been. Yeah, on Saturday, Saturday, I thought he was one of our better players on Saturday. But why on Saturday did why, where the midfield just disappeared in the first half? Like there were. There was, I'll give you my cousin, reason for that. I, I honestly think just subconsciously meant, mental laziness per, like, in the middle of the pitch. And I think second half was even. I think, I think Honeyman was, was one of the few who was actually shown for the ball and was actually moving off the ball. Yeah, compared to those those well, in did front of him. excellently for the for the equaliser. Yeah, but well. even even in the first half as well, I thought he was one of the only ones shown him and yeah. Adam Matthews. And when it's when it's him and one and your right back who are doing your most movement off the ball. Like I say, Stephen, that could be complacency, but it's it's poor, and hopefully the fact that we've got out of it and still got a result is yeah. a big wake-up call as well. I don't know, complacency, I feel like somebody should uh, help us out and, and go and pick a uh, thesaurus or, or a dictionary bit, or something. Because yeah, complacency too makes it sound like, you, you know, they're the going out there and deliberately think, you're being that arrogant where they don't yeah. think they and I don't think it is that. It's too it's relaxed. Sub, it's a subconscious thing, isn't it? Where it just brings on a little bit of mental laziness, where you, you, kind of feel, you don't maybe put the the hundred percent into this winning the second ball. You just back. feel as though because you've been winning so much that eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll score. We'll be right. Eventually, yeah. we'll be all right. And I think I'm only speaking about the first half here. I don't, I don't think we had that yeah. problem in the second. I half. Think no, no. Going back to power, though, I think you know he just glides across the pitch. He's I really enjoy watching him play. 
he's so he's he's so deliberate in everything he does yeah. I really like that like he knows exactly what he wants to do knows exactly what his job is and you know he's a bit unlucky at the end with firstly the shot from distance and then the the header at the back post mm. that got blocked out which was great play from I think it was McGee actually wasn't it down that left side I think he was mm. the one who clipped yeah, the ball at the yeah, back post was. so um, yeah I think you know power understand the reasons for not starting him and you could argue that McGeoch's earned his opportunity and, and Power's obviously been suspended so it's a blot on the copybook and it wouldn't be right to That's a cue for Power bring to him back in but now it's a cue for him to come yeah. back oh, in he has to, I mean you know he has to come back in you can understand Ross previously in. having said it's a winning team I'm not going to change a winning yeah. team because what could that do for the morale of the group uh, what message does that send out that I've almost got my favourites uh, I mean, you could always get around that as a manager by saying, no, I'm picking a team, I think they'll win the game. But if a team wins eight games in a row, I think those players should be rewarded. Yeah. I think everybody would agree with that in any form of management yeah. or industry. Uh, we've now you, got, you so would we've, reward We've now got three, three games coming up in a week as well where he's also got another excuse to rotate. Three pretty important games, obviously, Walsall yeah. twice in the Cup and then Barnsley midweek is massive. Mm, yeah. Arguably our biggest game of the season. We thought Peterborough was at the time, but Peterborough... And we've got Atrigan as well. Yeah, and we've got the another game following because we've got the check of trade against uh, Grimsby against uh, yeah. not uh, not County. County. County on the um, Tuesday night or whatever it is. So we're going to be playing what five games in the yeah. in over the pace of the mm. of the you know course of that fortnight. So there'll be a lot of opportunities for a lot of players to play. Um, and you'll have to get the balance right again. I mean, I think he has this so far this season. And again, we've only we didn't lose a game. We scored in the game, undefeated at home. Um, yeah, the goal scoring record continuing. You know, as well. Madger, it's a has to, Madger has to play at home as well. I think. I think. He, I think people get frustrated with Sinclair at home. I think away from home, Sinclair, the job he does is a lot more beneficial. Um, but I think at home. When you want to be on the front foot, your top yeah. scorer is on the bench, I think. But again, you, it's you can't. It's hard. I don't think. Does anybody really? Is it's not like say last season when and I know there were different circumstances last season. Um, but when every every time a team was picked, people were like, "Right, what's that then? Mm-hmm. What formation are we playing? Why is he playing? What's he done there?" This season, and I, I know people after. Maybe some people bit wide after the event and go well. I didn't like the starting lineup. It's like they'll, didn't you? Like what was what was massively so massively mm. wrong with the starting lineup? I didn't see anybody going. Power has to play. It's a disgrace that McGeoch's not playing or, or what is playing and Power isn't. But we've we'll got our preferences. We're back to having nice problems tomorrow. Yeah. Though, really, yeah. we're being you know we're being picky, aren't we? But I, but I think. You know, I said after the game, Power and Magia have to play, but that didn't mean that when I looked at the starting eleven, I was yeah. fuming with no, the yeah, starting eleven that he that he picked. I wasn't at all because I could understand you don't change a winning team. Yeah. Sinclair's been doing his job up front, but what it did highlight is that Sunderland are a better team with those two players in it, Max Power and Josh Magia. Yeah, I think with Sinclair as well for all the good stuff. He does. He's not going to be an out-and-out goal no. scorer, is he? Well, he never has a chance. He's unselfish. I, that, I mean that in like quite a positive way to him. He, on when he's on form, the things he does well are running the channels and open up space for yeah, players like Maguire or Gooch to get inside. Mm. As much as that, he's got that little bit more instinct. You look at the goal. That that's a 
a proper striker's yeah. goal, and he's he's done that a few times this season. So now composed as well. As well yeah, yeah, exactly. The players on because how many times do you see that? Do you think one of the players he's just going to hit this as hard as he can? Yeah. One of the players in the line will block it. Yeah. It'll bounce off someone's backside. It'll go over yeah. the bar, and we'll just think, oh, we're never going to score. But to emphatically put it in the bottom corner, right in the corner, as he did. Take a touch as well, and yeah. you know, and all that. The game going on at the pace around him, and it's like he's in his own bubble. It just yeah, stops. It slows the game just for stops for him all the time, and that's and his celebration as well. The fact that he's just like, "Yeah, that's what I do." Yeah. Like I, I like his arrogance, and yes. like he shows that he looks. I said this earlier in the season. Like every time he plays, he looks a bit taller. He looks yeah. a bit bigger. Like he, he's like his confidence is just like yeah. radiating off him. You want that starting on the pitch, like. Like we were saying, you, you saw the starting lineup and you did think fair enough, but it did just emphasise that's what 10 goals in all competitions now mm. for him, or was, was was that 11? No, I think he's got 10. 10 now in all, Wait, no, he has got 11. No, he's got 11 because of the checker trade one, so 11 in all yeah. competitions with 10 in the league. He's got to be starting. I mean, not not skipping ahead too far, but also you've got the Barnsley game, and I'd be tempted to find a way of getting Sinclair and Madger into the team together because Barnsley are like land of the giants. Yeah, you we know, saw all that last these rangy season. sort yeah. of physical players who've got quality as well, especially in, in League One. So That's where power will be you know, so yeah, important as well. Think about. You wouldn't want Honeyman and McGee against that because we saw that with Catamolan mm. and Dong in the game earlier in the season, going back to last year. Yeah. And I can't remember, it was, was it New Year's Day we played them at, mm. at home? I can't, yeah, remember, yeah. can't remember what the midfield was, but I remember them just battering yeah. us in that. Alfie, Alfie Potts, mm. Potts' surname, just yeah. gliding through our midfield in a similar way that uh, Max Power gets up and down yeah. the pitch. So we'll need to match them like for like, but it'll be a case of who, yeah, I think you'd have to get rid of either Maguire, one of Maguire or McGeady if you want to accommodate mm. Sinclair and Madger. Yeah. Because there the, the, the will be, there'll be graft offs from Sinclair and, and I don't buy it in the fact that Madger doesn't work hard enough, but Maguire and McGeady are those more, the will no, stand stand I, with the hands on the hips I, now and again yeah, on the halfway line. I don't line. think he'd um, go for McGeady in a in a four four two. No, because well, you're, sac- sure, you're yeah. sacrificing yeah. work rate in midfield already by playing an extra striker. Maguire um, would, I think, he would give you that graft on. Yeah, on the wing. he wouldn't be the greatest winger in the world in that system, but he would. He would. He always wants the ball, yeah. and he would. He and he's would, looked. He's looked he better from wise as well. I would say like Don Hutchison, but on a very lower level to how Don Hutchison <laughs> was for Sunderland <laughs> no, back in the true, day. Though, it's true, though. That's the kind of winger he was yeah. for Sunderland, though, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? He, he would. He would play on the right wing, and he would just. He would want the ball. And he would drift inside. And he would take up positions in the numbers. It's probably a really like modern, like hipstery term for that now as yeah, well, like an Italian name or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Peter Reid ahead of his time, <laughs> playing yeah. people like that. I think it was Bobby. Who did, did you see Maguire um, when we scored? Yeah, <laughs> was he winding up the? Wickham he just fans looked at the Wigan fans, yeah, and started telling. Imagine was doing the same thing, wasn't he? He encouraged Imagine to do it. He encouraged Imagine to do it. Brilliant. Imagine wants to be in his gang now. Yeah. In his court, in the King's court. Mm. But yes, he, he's a bit odd. Like, it's only one all. I mean, if you if you go two one up, then fair enough. But, nah, yeah, but you want you want something. All. You want some entertainment. It was a pretty pretty boring, boring, frustrating game. Yeah, I like Maguire if you're doing something like that. So, go Raj. Exactly. Mm. I'm just looking for Twitter mm. questions. Tom, did we ask Tom, for any? Tom Wilcox kind of just making the same point we've just we've just talked about there, saying does McGeoch play? I don't want to talk about McGeoch for too long because I think. Uh, We'll get accused. We've nah, fulfilled the, the McGeoch there's, there's, there's nothing you can say about McGeady, sorry, McGeoch or Honeyman 
that won't get you abused. That's <laughs> what I've deduced. You're, you're wrong. Oh, I quite like, quite like Honeyman. Say. What are you talking about? He's rubbish. Mm. Oh, Honeyman's not very good. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm going to go Honeyman. McGeady. McGeady. I keep on calling him. Too I many mucks in the Too squad. Too many mucks. Mucks and yeah. mucks. I think yeah. a, a diplomatic way we can say it is I don't think there's anybody in and around the start 11 at the minute that you would be massively disappointed if they were playing would you yeah and we might not have had that for a few years yeah. as well I think now it's I like think you see we look at the team selection with Luke O'Neill uh, you know, could be knocking yeah, on the door yeah, as well people yeah, exactly. forget that yeah. you're on about the Barnsley game Gareth that could be perfect for O'Neill because he's, he's bigger in stature think? he's only about 5'11 isn't he? I think he's a bit slight uh, he looks quite he's strong though he's, he's quite stocky yeah more than I thought I think when he first yeah, arrived yeah, maybe he's you know maybe he's physically you know, improved since he came. I think it'll have been disappointing to not get on off the bench Probably. as well against all clubs. I mean, he was having a. What do you think of Oviedo coming on as well? Well, so. I was actually thinking that change. I was saying I wouldn't mind making that change at one all. Just oh well, mm-hmm. at one nil down because it's likely that he might create something yeah. from that area, and we need a goal. So I thought it was a good substitution, but he just seemed a little bit. Disinterested. I thought it might have been a bit too late. I thought he could have mm. brought him on a bit early. I understand why he didn't bring him on early because he just yeah. made he made two early changes. What do we think his um, thought process was making that substitution? Because you've just said you thought Reese James uh, Reese James had a good game. No, I was just I was just said well, you weren't obviously listening. You were <laughs> I thought Reese James had a good game, yeah. but I don't think he gives you a lot going forward. So, so it was. So I think was, I think he wanted to gamble. Yeah, if we were winning that game, he well, probably I was just thinking he wanted to get more. That, so no, no, he, he probably would have brought all nine on. For he the wanted energy. to get more quality on the pitch. Hmm. Somebody who could. It's more likely that Oviedo will create something or score than it is yeah. that James will. And it was a safe. It was a safe substitution because we weren't under pressure. We were on the front foot trying to to get into the game. Um, and even even though to win the game, even though Maguire, McGeady, and Gooch weren't having the best game, the Wickham defenders still had to yeah. be switched on at that point and be aware and watch them. Yeah. So if you've got then Oviedo overlapping that and Max Power on at that point, it's it's another headache yeah. to worry about. So I'd see why he did this, but again, I think it might have just been a little bit too late. Some people asking about Josh Madger and the rumored interest from I think Borough and Mid Bristol City have been mentioned. Just need to get the contract tied down. It would be really. We've we've He's touched we've touched on it a million times already. It would be really frustrating to lose him on a free, and obviously just get a couple of quid and a pack of Harry balls I mean, or something for a tribunal. Somebody who's, who's been here a while now and stuff. You'd be surprised if he just walked out to go to Bristol City or something. Unless he's made as Oros tell him how good it is on Swansea's bench. <laughs> he fancies, uh, fancies well, a bit I don't of that. even think he's on Swansea's bench, is he? Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought too much about it, to be honest. No, it, 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 the reports so far have been fairly positive. So, And to be fair to him, he'll be wanting the best deal that he can. Yeah. He's having a better start than he imagined. You know, I'm not going to blame a young lad for trying to sort himself a decent contract out in a world that has a lot of money swirling yeah. around it, like fair play to him. Like he'll be looking to probably increase his wage by quite a lot considering being on a youth player's yeah. wage before that. So just we've just got to hope it's best for both yeah. parties. People want, more, people want more money when they renegotiate contracts and that's exactly. it's not a modern football thing. That's exactly, a, yeah. That's been, you know, as long as the game's been going. Yeah. And people it's a human in thing, position, really, so. isn't it? People were probably hoping you were going to just shoot down clubs like Bristol City and that more if that was than that response. Just being yeah. all diplomatic about it and said, you know, <laughs> where agents are like that. Nothing yeah. we can do about it. Well, tell you what, if he wants to speak to somebody about moving to Bristol City, why doesn't he speak to Moisa? Has it worked out for him? I don't he know. Hasn't, he's, barely <laughs> well, he's barely kicked the ball, has he? 
he said that was such conviction like we yeah, all know yeah, what he's talking yeah. about well, there. Well, you know he could have been here in the summer couldn't he and he went there and yeah. he's done nothing I think he's had about three appearances know what it's like going to play and they aren't Bristol City that's Gary Hours because he made that move in the mid 90s and they aren't doing very well are they Bristol City this season they've had a a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, where previous have been at the playoffs... Um, lost Aiden Flint as well. Yeah, don't seem to be as fashionable. They year, lost Bobby Reid to, to Cardiff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, they've lost a few good players. And uh, the left-back, Brian, went to Fulham, didn't he? Oh, yes. So yeah. there's three key players. Who but that's kind lost. of a, a good reason of why we need to get up this season as well. That will happen to us. Yeah. Even, you know, we're talking about players like Honeyman, that divide opinion. We don't go up this... You know, Honeyman could leave in January, yeah. theoretically. If we don't go up in the summer, you're going to lose him. You'd definitely lose Madja. You know, Catamore would have to be pushed yeah. out somewhere, at least on loan. Power, I know we've got this deal to sign him in January, but then he could end up leaving. There's a that We've got a decent core of a squad now. That'll easily get broken apart. McGeady would probably go because we wouldn't be able to afford mm. to keep him on in League One. Yeah. So might go it emphasizes that you need, you need to capitalise on at this level when you've got a decent squad for it and to get up and, yeah. and keep pro- progressing. Michael Luff on the Twitter, prepare to be shot down. But did anyone think the crowd were a bit unhelpful on Saturday? Great attendance. That's at Michael Luff 95 <laughs> Great attendance, but the atmosphere was flat. There were grumblings for virtually every misplaced pass. Would understand in previous years, but surely these players have changed in the bank. I thought it was a bit flat. I didn't notice the grumblings. No, I, I thought it was a bit flat. It was but flat. I think that's just because it was quite a dull game. I think that's yeah. When it's freezing cold in November and the game is a bit dull, I think there's two blokes. I think modern me fo- who just complain. Two old blokes who just complain about absolutely everything. We were four nil up, and he was mourning about the fact that it was the worst he's ever seen a team play and win four nil. Yeah. I think I mean, the impact. You know, some people I'll tell you what. I'm glad I wasn't sitting there the last four years because it <laughs> probably would have been suicidal. The impact of Power and Magic did help for, on that front as well because we got on yeah, the front foot more and uh, Magic's he just looks so good when he gets the ball and he's so skillful and, and composed with it that it gets it gets people excited yeah. enough to say to that. I think there's an element of truth to what Mickey's saying, but it's hard. It's, Mickey sits in the south stand, though, where everyone's like raging that, so that's, exactly. that's probably so why. You turn around and ask the people behind you, Mickey. We all sit, we all sit in boring uh, stands where we're used to this kind of behaviour. We've sat with, well, stood with Mickey in the, when we went to Bradford and <laughs> all together and he was... Uh, he was basically he was like, like the assistant, assistant manager, manager, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he said, don't let this slip. It was, so, and it was like saying things about like getting tightened. It was yeah. like the last, it was like in stoppage time when <laughs> yeah. we were hanging on to the result and it was like, straight back out, straight back out. Yeah. Get back into position. That's just yeah. the goalkeeper and him coming out. Yeah, it was. It was. Exactly what yeah. goalkeepers are playing would have sound like at any level, five a side. I was a total star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. a wreck um, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I even, Stephen, couldn't even watch. I made Stephen cry once because I slagged off. People who take five aside too. Sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Who's <laughs> been a dick person? Um, Medina. Medina. Why are we shit at set at set pieces? 
I know. Maguire, <laughs> yeah, Maguire was many? terrible at corners on We have on so Saturday. many set pieces. and I, I, like We had four corners in a row. I think I was trying to think after the game. We scored from a corner against Gillingham. Yeah. Um, Maguire scored. Set piece against Bradford. Free kick. I'm, well, I'm thinking corners okay. more than set pieces. I'm tr- honestly ratting my brain to think when we've scored. Um. Catamol against Wimbledon. Oh, yes. Scored. Um, but I think, honestly, can't think of when we've scored. I want to know how we've good. We've had loads of corners. Any kind of set- Count Gucci's winner a bit against Charlton because everyone's up for a corner. I want to know. Wasn't the ball going in, though? Mm, yeah. How good yeah. any team is at corners? Because I think there's something every fan of every club thinks. Well, that their, 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 their teams are rubbish at taking corners. Was, um, when I think actually Eng- England are really good at them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they were on Sunday yeah. as well. Not corners, but um, but, but that well, actually, you, you mentioned England, and, and that, the reason I was sort of uh, this is buried in my mind somewhere is because that's one of the things like my dad and uncle would say when I was a kid. England are like Sunderland; they're never bloody any good from corners. And then I was actually reading an article on it once that, about saying how there's just not. A, that's why Tony mm. Pulis kind of. Changed that for Stoke and changed the dynamic, and it was noticeable because mm. sides before generally aren't particularly good from corners. I might start watching the away team or the opposition team more. From well, we corners. conceded quite a few from corners at the start of the season. And I remember, last season. was it a fleet? <laughs> last boys? season doesn't count. It was normally <laughs> like you know any any kind of any goal, any ball yeah any ball in, in, in the box the we box. were conceding from Fleetwood. Um, against Doncaster in the season, I remember. Um, I think the beat went Doncaster and beat them four nil, and the um. They specifically targeted them on corners and scored three goals from corners, three to four goals from corners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that but was... yeah, Maguire's. It was weird that McGeady wasn't getting more of a. They kept on doing on this them. weird like, act, like miss hit near post one. corner. Yeah, and yeah. one one Maguire kicked out of player. Like, but I don't think like apart from McGeady, there's not not a lot of set piece takers on the side. There was a really weird really one as well where it was like massively overhit to Reese James, like he was going to volley it like Paul oh, Scholes yeah. or something. It's like I don't think he's got no. that in his locker. <laughs> no, Paul Scholes of Bradford. I quite like the yeah. short. I think we suit short corners. I know people hate short corners because. Reasons, it's like the, mm. one of those irrational. You just got to go. No, Good. the best, Short the best ones. Um, Johnson, Stephen well, Fletcher's against goal against Magdalen. Johnson chipped it in. I, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, was that was good. But because you can get the groan yeah. in the in the replay. But yeah, people do. It is like the default groan in it. Yeah, but like, I think they were saved better than they used to be. I think there's a, a groan appreciation for the shot call. Yeah, seems to be from around me. I don't yeah. know. I, I quite actually, like if them. anything, at times now you see somebody go for the make the run and they go, go up there, he's do it now, do it mm. now. It's almost doing a full turn. Full, I like that. Um, I, I think we've got the players who suit the short corner because we've got a lot of we haven't got a lot of height, so we need to probably move yeah, things, move people interest. around yeah. a little <laughs> bit and create the space. And um, it gives you the chance to get McGeady one on one with a fullback with a lot to aim for in yeah. the box still as well. Yeah. Um, a couple might, of people yeah. have weirded in with a Michael Loft question. Already. Yeah. Um, this is just something he put 30 seconds ago. David Marjoram, from where I was sat in the southeast corner, didn't sound like that. thought crowd were pretty supportive, especially the south stand. Mixed then saying, I sat in the south stand, mate, and that's just what I thought. Although I was impressed with your action going behind. And then a lad called Disco agrees, saying it was awful, and he fell out with a few people <laughs> stood around him. He's called yeah. Disco, so we know how he approaches um, going to the games. Yeah. What? Not everybody can be uh, in disco like mode all game. Yeah. Certainly the people around me. A too high expectation of the people yeah. around them, perhaps. I'll sit next to behind a guy, a guy behind 
me sounds like the Churchill dog. So everyone this season needs to come and sit next to me for one game. You sit quite near me as well. I do. Well, I just well, come so down. Like, you know, he would do something good and he goes, oh, yes. He just goes, like yes. That. <laughs> like that. He's like, well, he's a bit like that mixed with, um, what do you call him? Toast. Does he oh, all, Matt Berry. Yes. Does he, almost, <laughs> does he do the other thing as well? So he would do something bad. He goes, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no he doesn't no, do the no, Benno. No, no. But he does when the team's, when the team's um, read sit, out. We should sit him and Benno next to I'll re- each other. I'll, I'll record it. It'll be t- it's terrible, that. It's probably illegal. I'll record it next time. When, I'm, when the I'm teams are read sure out. I'm sure you can record somebody. Yeah, but, I think audio is all right. Is <laughs> it really? Um, yeah, when, it, when, <laughs> when the teams when are... When the teams are read out, he just goes, yes. <laughs> yes. Every third Does he ever say number two. Like, Steve, like, yes. Go back to Stephen's question. Does he ever say no for anyone? No, no, but sometimes he'll go... Like and it'll go. Josh Magic will go. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well played. <laughs> oh, he's played well, right. son. And he right. just goes, yes. I like it. Yes. You, it, I, I like the idea. Of even need, more. You need to record this. That now. you've you never turned around you. and looked at him, so you only know him by voice. I have. I tried to get a look. He didn't look like I thought he looked. Ah, oh, see, you shouldn't have brought the illusion. I know. You, but you now, built this up but it was like worse because I never. Yeah, I'd never heard so him do it. How did you think he would look? Are you going full Brandon because it's Churchill named after Winston Churchill? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, like looking, looking and like maybe like quite military as well. No, he was like a lot shorter than I expected. Quite stocky. No, he wasn't stocky. No, no. no. Does he wear like a, a blazer? He wasn't jowly. No, no. He yeah, jowly. I was thinking maybe he wasn't. No, he wasn't. It was just really odd. Like hair, no hair. He had hair. hair. Facial hair as well. No, no. no. <laughs> not like. Well, I, mean, I could have thought like a mustache or something. No, like no, 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 there's no mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing November. He said no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> November. November. No, November. November. Yeah, yeah. It was very. We well, just could sit him and Ben on next to each other. And then get so that he would just be saying, "Oh yes, yes, yes." And then whenever we do something bad, Ben or does he's no, 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 yeah. no, no. I was like trying. I was trying. I was. <laughs> I was like kind of laughing, and then James mentioned me. Dad just went, "There's always one in there," and that was so. He's obviously clocked this, but like it is mad. Like it's how much he sounds thing. like the church. I think that's good. As long as he's positive, he's positive as well. Like we all go on about like the people who around us who whinge at the match. Te- like well, most times, it's nice to hear. Like, just, um, just offering support for the fact Josh Madge is in the team. What's wrong yeah. with that? There's two behind him who were like in the half time. They have like a discussion about politics and every other word is the <laughs> f word. These two old blokes and they're just like going on about like. Don't know. I think Boris Johnson should be the leader of the oh, Conservatives wow. and all this kind not of stuff. Too much no, I'm not. But it's like really <laughs> well, um, odd to go back to. Do you see that dialogue on the telly? F and this, F and that, and F and oh, that. And, like, oh, and then they just sit and go, oh, God, four nil up, rubbish. So it's great. I'm, it's I'm, I want to. I think existence. I want to move next season. To go yeah. back to the yes man though, what is yes like when we score? Have you been able to pick no, up on I that yet? Because uh, I bet that involved in your own. That's I guess idea. it's too loud from everywhere else to hear yeah, it. But yeah. I bet, I bet that's, I bet that's something. Maybe he just has a quiet oh yeah, himself. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's quite understated. Yeah. He's over yes, like lovely, well done. Yeah, congratulations. Shake hands with the people yeah. around him. He's not, he's not. Um, what do you call him McLaughlin? That's what he was. Yeah, doing. yeah, he was. Full, full, go full corporate and, and start congratulating. A presentation people. after. Yeah, put the kettle on for dinner. everyone. Yeah. Make anyway. sure they've all got their money in for the Christmas party. We've done that thing where we've gone on too long about something that isn't of interest to anybody but ourselves. Well, we're playing Wigan and we draw one one at home. I don't know. I'll try and I'll try and get the yes man on. You've, You're going to come and next. Just come, get, and sta- come and stand it. next to us recall before it. the next home game when when the teams come out. Barnsley game. Yeah, yeah. It might be a bit quiet yes. with it being a night match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be a bit quiet with it being a night match. Try to make oil yeah. there just for the start of the game. I've got a shout out that I meant to do um, weeks ago. 
Um, so you're talking away from the mic there as well. You'd be I shocked. am, yeah, You'd be yeah. I'm shocking myself. This is weird because this isn't the only person who's ever said this to us. Somebody came in the Peacock ages ago and they live in like Sri Lanka or something. And he was saying like um, there's a Newcastle fan there and he listens to this so they can talk about football okay. together. Um, Got to admire that level of friendship, Yeah, if you're being honest. So this yeah. is a very old school friend of mine called Rob Day. Hi, Rob, if you're listening, because he's a Newcastle fan, but he lives in New York, and he does similar because he plays football with a Sunderland fan who also listens. Aww. So this is the shout-out for uh, Steve Hollywood Haswell. Wow. <laughs> Apparently he likes to spray the ball around in five-a-side. I like um, the fact that he's moved to America. Yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> called himself Hollywood. Hollywood. I don't know if he's come up with that. So he's a, he's a listener and he he's a Sunderland fan, so... Very nice. You know, Rob's just... Because he can't make the Sunderland games as a Newcastle fan, he's he's decided to listen to a Sunderland podcast. No, it's very sweet. He said there's no good Newcastle ones, so... Yeah. You know, there you go. So mm. that was the shout I was meant to do We've won the podcast five cup. weeks ago. I think we'd always yeah. been in possession of that, Rory, to be fair. Would have been a better story if you didn't mention he was an old school friend because that would have just been like some random. Now, now people, I think he's just listening. He's obliged to listen. Cause no, no, no. He, he wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm not finishing on that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have to record that, right? Thanks for listening. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns